This is an AMI podcast. Oh, hello. Welcome to another episode of Double Tab. It is Friday, the 24th of March, 2023. Coming up today, hands-on with the Hymns Sense Player. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hi, Sean Priest. Happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, sir. I'm, I'm glad you uh, do those intros because it reminds me what day it is. I'm sort of getting confused. It must oh, be I my know. age. But we have got it wrong from time to time, so it's kind of funny sometimes when we get it wrong. And you know what's funny? Yes. People start to doubt themselves. On what yes. day it is. <laughs> Stephen said so, so it must be. He said it was Tuesday. <laughs> Why is it suddenly Thursday? Why did you do that to me, Stephen? Why? You're a terrible human <sighs> being. I am. Uh, but today, officially, we are hands-on with this device. Well, we are not, obviously. We don't be hands-on with anything. But, no. you know, we, we have someone with us today, Jason Fair. <laughs> Sorry, my coffee is catching my throat. <laughs> there we go. Um, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, are you either, okay? Either that coffee's catching my throat or my house is on fire. One of the two. Hopefully it's the coffee. Um, yes. But yes, yeah, so Jason Ferris joining Weirdest us today. Weirdest cough in the world. <laughs> okay. <laughs> polite cough. Um, yeah, yes. so uh, Jason Ferris joining us to talk about his recent purchase. He's been buying things. And it's something that a lot of people are really interested oh, yes. in. So yeah, this is going to be a cool one. Yeah, so we're going to get into that today. Uh, also, I thought we'd play in an email, which kind of leads into a very interesting discussion, I think, around artificial intelligence. Kyler has been in touch with us. He's a very creative and smart guy, is our Kyler. And uh, he is one of the, I believe they call them the youth. Oh, is he indeed? Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. Mm. We'll I see. I smell something. Yeah. Yes, youth is nearby. <laughs> well, so sorry, Kyler. <laughs> Here he is. Uh, this is his email, read as always by Laura. Hi team, it's Kyla. I'm sending this email to let you know that there's been some really crazy crud going on in AI right now. And unless we all want to risk the potential chance that AI could outsmart humanity, you better listen up quick because this is big. First and foremost, we all know that Eleven Labs cloning feature is bat poop crazy. But now they've come out with a chat GPT style generative AI model that allows anyone to create entirely new artificial voices from scratch simply by entering in a set of parameters and clicking generate. What else is new? The crazy part is that even though these voices haven't been fine tuned by a team of highly trained specialists, these voice personas sound as human as their pre-made voices, which just goes to show how far we've come. This also means that, in my opinion, whatever voice you might be using for voiceover is an absolute piece of AI-generated malarkey in comparison. <laughs> Secondly, I wanted to mention that Be My Eyes just introduced a new feature called Virtual Volunteer, which is powered yes. by OpenAI's GPT-4 large language model. Yep. This means that the AI Visual Assistant's chatbot will be able to analyse a picture of the inside of a blind person's refrigerator and not only give a detailed description of what is inside, but Nothing. also a list of possible recipes that use the ingredients that were listed. Unlike other apps, such as Seeing AI, a user can interrogate the AI for further information about a given description and receive additional relevant information based on contextual clues. Is this the future? Lastly, for Android users who are fans of the Seroproc text-to-speech engine based in Scotland, you might notice that all of the TTS voices disguised as Google Play apps have disappeared. This is because Seroproc has combined all of these voices into a Seroplay app for Android, which lets you both demo and purchase any Seroware or standard voice from their catalogue, all from the same application. I will say, though, that the welcome splash screen interface is not that accessible on my BrailleSense 6, and you might have to do a little bit of extra navigation to get to the main menu. Boom. That's all from me, guys. I've attached a comedy skit to show you how I created these voices and how they work. What? Warning, there will be attitude. Ooh. Thanks, Kyla. No. <laughs> no, I'm intrigued. Okay, do, do we want to play this? This is his oh, attachment no. that was on his email. Would, yeah, would no, just let's this? not bother. Of course we yeah, want to play let's this. Just forget yes. it. Move on. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hang on. Before we get there, uh, yeah. I just want... The, what is it called? Cero, Cero Play? Cero Play? I, I, I've never heard of that. I thought he meant Cero Tech, but that's not Scottish. No, that's right. To my right. understanding. 
That's what I picked up on Sky. So I thought Stephen will know all about this. I actually oh, don't Oh, yeah, know yeah, this. because I live in Scotland, so I know everyone called uh, Jock. Is that, yes, is that how it abs- works? Yeah, yes, that's absolutely and, uh, Jimmy, how it works. I know all Jimmys and Jocks. Jimmy McDougal. Jimmy yeah, McJock. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm just picking up on that. That sounds very much like the Acapella app on Android where you can, you know, demo the voices and then you purchase them individually. It's, it's not a bad idea. It sounds cool to me. I'm going to check that out. Did you know that acapella is uh, actually an Italian word meaning uh, where's the band? Yes. Okay, let's hear that comedy skit. We we need some comedy. Oh yeah, that's true. We could do with some actually. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Okay, this is what Kyler attached to his email. Hi there, my name is Emily. I am a British English AI voice character created through the Eleven Labs voice design interface, with the help of Kyler, of course. It's funny, he doesn't know how to write a single line of code, but he still manages to test pre-release software for Apple and clone an army of Kyler bots from his voice. I'm not saying he's incompetent or anything, but he at least needs to get a better education. Emily, are you sure you're talking about the right person? My records indicate that Kyler is a junior in high school. He has 34 credits out of 56 needed for graduation, and he's taking a digital sounds and music production class next year. Besides, before he started using Eleven Labs, he was messing around with SSML tags on a website that used Amazon Polly as the text-to-speech provider. Maybe from now on I'll need to have Father fact-check you before you even start talking. That way you don't go blabbing about your creator and saying stuff that isn't true. Go away, Christopher. I do not need to be fact-checked. Okay, maybe there have been a few times when I've slept in a bit too long and it messed with my neural engine, but still, some of the stuff you say is absolutely disturbing. If you don't mind, please, go bug someone else. Yeah, that was my brother. He's absolutely pathetic sometimes, yes, but he's also one of the biggest nerds I've ever met. If you want Kyla to demonstrate how me and my brother were created, just reply to his email. Sorry for all the chaos, thanks for listening. All the voices you hear were artificially generated using speech synthesis software developed by Eleven Labs. The input was pure text and minimal corrections were made. Oh, that's it. We're all out of a job. We're all out of a job. That is it. I don't know. Today's youth are so talented. I was really so much cool. time in their hands. Now, <laughs> if I understand this correctly, right, because I get cloning your own voice, right, that's that's deep faking it is really coming along hugely, right, thanks to AI. And, of course, the pre-made TTS voices, there's so many of them about. We just mentioned uh, acapella and all that. Mm. Um, but if I'm understanding this correctly, so Eleven Labs now have a a TTS voice that is generated purely... And, and new every time, just purely out of the parameters that you enter in. So that TTS, well, those two TTS voices there are just totally AI generated on the fly. Yeah, I mean, I remember going to CES at the beginning of 2020, and mm. we saw a company called Neon, and they were demonstrating something like this, but in physical form. So they had like actual AI people. And when I was talking to the guy and saying, "Oh, this is interesting. Who are the who are these people?" Like, there was one that was a newsreader. One was a, I, th- I think one was like a teacher or something. One was a, yeah. a like a hotel receptionist. receptionist. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I said, "Are these all based on real people?" And they said, "No, this is all AI generated. These are all AI generated people, right? They're not real people. They're AI people." Yeah. And you know, every bit of them was manufactured. I mean, it's obviously based on. You know, they didn't have eight arms and eight legs. I mean, they were obviously based on humans, right? So they had human-like qualities, but they weren't well based. Done. Thank you, but they were. I want a spider-like receptionist. <laughs> that will make me feel welcomed. Yeah, okay. Well, she just crawled over here and she just started asking me questions about you know which room I'd like and do an upgrade. And I was just like, yeah, what is this? But no, it's, <laughs> it's um, thankfully that's not going to happen. Uh, it's not something a like Beetlejuice, but um, <laughs> but no, it just I think this is really fascinating that we're kind of obviously seeing in the physical sense being capable, but now with voice and our own voices as well. And speaking of which, I did test out Eleven Labs, and do you want to hear how oh, this no. how this sounds? So this is me uploading my voice. To Eleven Labs, it's learning who I am. Uh, oh. So I put in a sentence and asked it to to play it back. 
using my own voice. And um, oh, this is the Stephen Scott TTS. This is it. Yeah, this is it. Oh, you ready? Right. You ready for this? Yes, please. Do you ever wonder how much time is spent making sure your smartphone is accessible? We do, and that's what we talk about on Double Tap Canada. Hi, this is Stephen Scott, and every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, we dive into the world of tech from our unique point of view. After all, using a smartphone or speaker when blind or partially sighted is more than just swipe and tap. Double Tap Canada, Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern here on AMI-audio. Now, obviously, you did that a while ago. <laughs> well, that, that believe it or not, that, that script was generated by ChatGPT. Oh. So it got everything right by the time of the show. But, yeah, it got most the of it right. The days and the times. Yeah. That, that sounded well, it is on Thursday 8. It's one of the repeats. Uh, yeah, that's true. That sounded absolutely nothing like you. No, it didn't. I mean, it Do you ever that. wonder how much time is spent making sure your smartphone is accessible? That sounds just like a, a, a normal TTS. Are you sure well, that was a claim? Do, do you not think there's elements of me in there? Can you not no. hear it? No, not at all. Do it wow. again. Do it again. Just, okay. just give me another Do you ever sample. wonder how much time is spent making sure your smartphone is accessible? Stop, 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 stop. Right, now say that line. Uh, what was do you it? ever wonder how much time is spent making sure your smartphone okay. is accessible? Do you ever wonder how long? Uh, what was the line? No, yeah. I, I, I don't, this is this is this is. Can you get it to fluff its line? That'd be perfect. This, <laughs> you're not going to get that with AI. Do you ever wonder how much time is spent making sure your smartphone is accessible? Okay, no, no. Yeah, okay, see? yeah, see? yeah, yeah. I don't know, the, elements. The intonation is there, if that's the right word. But yeah, yeah, no. It's no, the that's, accent, that's... though. It's, it's kind of giving me an English accent, not a, yes. And I think that's what it's doing because it's kind of working off English. English and US English at the moment. I don't think well, anything else is available dialect-wise. Of course. How how much sample data did it, did you give it? I gave it uh, ten minutes. Ten minutes. Uh, yeah. And okay. it only asked for two and a half minutes. It says, "Give me two and a half minutes." But you can upload as much as you like. But it really only needs two and a half minutes to be able to start generating. And the difference between what I heard with what was two and a half minutes and in ten minutes. Was, was not much, really. It was not a huge difference. I think if the dialect was right, I think if they got that right and they got the localization, yes. the regions right, I think that would be very... Well, that would make it, it, it be terrifying. Difference. I'd love to hear an American... <laughs> I'd love to hear someone... Like, and I think... Didn't Michael Babcock use it? And we couldn't oh, tell. Yeah, I think there was there was one... We, remember we, a clip we played in from Michael? And it had him... He actually said in the piece, I'm going to drop in a line here. And you've got to work out which one it is. And oh, you couldn't right. tell. Ah. Well, I did see, I've looked into 11 Labs before, and I know um, that there was someone demoing it, and the first time they did it, it didn't sound like him at all. But then there were different parameters that they could tweak. And yeah. just a few tweaks, you know, I'm talking about four or five clicks later, it sounded so much better. It made a huge difference. So... Yeah, it's really interesting, this AI. We keep talking about it and you know, chat GBT and blah, blah, blah. But it's just having such an impact on everything, just every single aspect. And uh, this is great for us. I would love to make my own voice TTS. I know that sounds vain, it does but I would bit, love yeah. to do that. <laughs> you want to be the voice of your own phone? I do, I do. I just think it would be cool. I'd love to do that. I think that would be cool. I would I would be quite well, I don't know, would I? Would I want to hear your voice? I remember I think I told you this story before. Years ago in Scotland we had a, a not a competition, but there was a there was a tender that had gone up for a contract for voiceover work. And it was specifically for uh, being the voice of the railway network. So on every train, the voice you would hear would be this, you know, this particular voice and it would read out all the station names. This train now is approaching X station. You know, make sure you yeah. take your bags with you, you know, if you see anything suspicious, all that stuff, right? Uh-huh. And um, I applied for the job. You'd and I correct. applied for the job. And I, I honestly, it would have been a great job to get because it was good, well paid. But I am so glad I didn't get it because now I realise because they've never changed that voice in like 10 years. And yes. it is just everywhere you go. <laughs> and I thought, I cannot imagine having to sit on a train listening to myself tell me where I'm going. Yeah, uh, that's your uh, wife's job. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Be, wow, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> Sorry, my wife's job. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, they often say what people put out there is projection of what they're thinking. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> oh, Dr. No, Fraser that, Crane sitting here. That, that, that is so cool. I, I am really interested in this clone um, 
cloning of your own voice and other people's voices. I mean, it does lead us down to the discussion about uh, deep fakes, you know, and recognizing mm. deep fakes and misinformation and all that. It's 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 kind of scary. But it comes to all of this AI, it's all a bit scary. But at the same time, when you look at the positives of it and what it could be and how beneficial it could be, it's it's so exciting. I really I, like I, that, Kyla. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Kyla. I, I will I will say I think that this kind of fear around what this could become and what it could be used for. It's certainly justifiable. I mean, of course it is. If someone can get hold of your voice and, you know, someone like, you know, you or I, who are on air every day, we have recorded snippets snippets, snippets of our voices everywhere. That is terrifying (laughs) that people could use that. Um, But, you know, I think think it's probably up there with identity fraud, if you think about it. You know, always people fear their identity being stolen and look how that destroys your life. Imagine if they can take your voice as well. Well... One clip of you not saying something in in your cloned voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you it could know, destroy it, you. It, exactly right. It can have devastating. And how do you prove? I mean, how would you prove that it wasn't you that said it? That's, yeah. that's the thing. I mean, it's, I mean, if someone played it down the phone or someone said he said this. I mean, it's one thing with us on air. This is one thing about our job. I feel is quite good because if someone said, "Well, he said this on air," I have the clip of it. They could at least marry it up with, "Well, we didn't broadcast that because we've got the record." You know, actually yeah, that's right. it's here. been edited, it's been, yeah. But if you, if you called up your boss and called him various names, God bless you, Mr. F, uh, but if you, you know, <laughs> called up your boss and said, wow. you know, you are this, you are that, and, you know, frankly, you can take this job and do what you would like with it, then um, that could be a problem, right? And how do you prove you didn't do that? That wasn't so, me. I was hacked. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Deep, yeah. yeah. Deep ethical questions. But I don't think, I mean, like everything in life, it shouldn't halt progress. But, you know, safeguarding is going to be an interesting one here because at the moment with Eleven Labs, I think you just tick a box when you're uploading the audio. And that's I quite have, frightening. Yeah, I have the license to use this or something like that. Is, <laughs> is tick the, the box. Up. It's like, well, hang on. What? Well, shouldn't yeah. you be able to upload some kind of identification to prove it's you? But then I suppose we get into other murky waters around. Yeah, exactly. Is that a yeah. good idea? Oh, it's, it's I, such a minefield. I, the answer is again in AI. There's work on AI to identify deep fakes as well. So I mean, you know, that's a problem that, that maybe could be solved. Well, that, that's with a good AI point, well. actually. Yeah, because I mean, for example, my bank. I don't know if this is how or how common this is, but and my bank has this thing now where if you call up, you have to say a certain line. It will ask you to say something. And then it will identify you based purely on that line. Oh. Now, I've tried this with various people. I've tried it with friends. I've tried it with, with even a neighbour who sounds, you know, the same accent to me, and it didn't let them through at all. And yet, when I did it, I, it let me write in, and I thought, "How is it doing that?" It's called voice voice ID, and I thought, "Well, that's amazing." You know, and you think that would be easy to get by, but, but that's yeah, one way of doing it, right? If you can voice ID yourself, yeah, the, your voice becomes your identification. Yeah, wow, Face got, ID. It's a, new, it's a future of Face ID. That's just what I was thinking. Imagine that on your iPhone. You've got to say biscuits to unlock it. That'd be cool. That would be fine. Oh, be a lot biscuits. easier than trying to get the phone in position and do oh, that whole thing. Calm down. And, face ID oh, is fine. Let's not go back ID. here. Can we get Touch ID back, please? Please uh, put it on the iPhone As long as we don't have the home 4. button, I don't care. It's fine. I think the home button's gone. Hooray! By all accounts of this, uh, this r- rumoured iPhone SE 4, they're saying it's going to come out this year. I doubt that. It'll be, 20, it'll be 2024 before we see another one. But if we do, yep. I think it'll probably be with a Touch ID in the device in the same way you get with the iPad mini. In the side button. On the yeah. side button, yeah. I That'd think brilliant. so. Um, but yeah, but yeah, AI is, is kind of terrifying. I, I just think it's really interesting what people are able to do. And I think what's brilliant is showing what blind people can do with it at this early stage. You know, Well, at least Kyler. I well, mean, yeah, Kyler is certainly more intelligent than most people. And certainly, the youth. Certainly yep, more yep, intelligent yep. than me. Uh, he still has a spongy brain, but his mind is like a brick. And equally as useful. Um, so, I don't know what to say to that. On that bombshell, uh, stick around, because next joining me is uh, Jason Fair. I got the chance to speak to him earlier this week, and uh, he talked to me all about the Sense Player from Hims. He's got uh, He bought one, and he's going to talk about his experience hands-on. We're going to learn about all of its wonderful features Uh, Sean, we'll be back with you tomorrow. Cool. Bye-bye. Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. We'll be right back. 
This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. Now everyone's talking about it. It is this Hymns Sense player, uh, which is being released in uh, different parts of the world at different points. And in Canada, it's not available yet, but... Toronto-based Jason Fair has got round that by visiting the States to buy this, which is uh, rather interesting. So uh, Jason joins us now to tell us about his experience of the hymns sense player. Give us a bit of a walkthrough as well. Great to have you here on Double Tap, Jason. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Uh, so a lot of people are excited about the sense player, the hymns sense player. Uh, you decided to go and spend hard-earned cash on this. Um I did. Tell, tell me why you did that. Why did you buy it? Um, because I like toys. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really the only reason. Um, no, I mean I've been debating between the the Sense Player and the uh, and the th- third generation stream, um, and I've always liked Hymns products. I've always I, I was a Book Sense user for years back when it was you know the original Book Sense. Um, and I just when I saw this come out, I really wanted to get my hands on one. Um, unfortunately it's wasn't available in Canada still isn't as far as I know well not directly in Canada um, but I was going to be in the US for something else so I ordered one and had it delivered to me while I was in the US so that worked out well so I didn't have to pay shipping to Canada what stands out for you that made you want to buy it what was the what was the draw well I mean just that I was in the market for another book player and I've always liked the hymns products but aside from that um, the just everything I was reading about it sounded really good. And then also when I read about the ability, and you can't do this yet, but eventually they're going to put the screen reader, the Android screen reader from the Braille Sense on here. So what that means is you'll, you're going to be able to load Android apps onto the Sense player. So, for example, if you want to listen to, I don't know, Spotify, um, you'll be able to load the Spotify app and, and use it on the player, um, you know, as if it was an Android, you know, an Android phone um, or something like Audible, for example. So that and just, you know, I'm, I'm a geek. Um, I, lo- I love new technology. Uh, and the Smart Connect feature also was was really interesting. Uh, this is this is the one where you can pair the unit to your phone and control your phone with it. So you can control either an Android or an iOS uh, device with the Sense Player giving you you know, buttons and actually, you know, one of the key things for doing that on a phone is that you actually get a keypad. So you can, you know, dial a phone number without having to use the touchscreen or more importantly, you know, call up your bank and dial in your account number yes. without, trying, without using the, the touchscreen. We all know how fun that can be. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And can you type with it as well? It's a, it's a T9 keyboard, right? So it's, can you type, say, text messages with it? You can. Um, you're not going to be fast, um, but yes, you can. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah, you definitely can. I mean, a T9. I don't. Yeah, like I said, I don't think you're going to break any speed records. Uh, but you know, for for us, you know, I started my first accessible phone was was one of the old Nokia's, right? So yeah, um, I'm, I certainly know T9 and I'm, I've used it. So, but yes, you definitely can. Yeah, the the, the modern kids out there will not have a clue what any of that means because they no. don't probably touch such a thing but but for us i'm not going to say you're old because you're not i am imagining but you know and i don't feel old either i'm just putting that out there but i probably am uh, we're probably similar yeah exactly so you know i think for me this is something which takes me back a little bit but also is something which in a way although it takes me back mentally to a happy time uh, it also brings us forward to a time when you know phones are actually becoming a little bit easier to use as a result of something like this right that's the bit that interests me. Uh, now, in t- let's let's get into this with this Sense Connect because this is fascinating to me. I mean, in some ways, it's quite simple, I guess, right? It's a it's another way for you to navigate your device. How much of your device can you control? I mean, can you you can? I mean, assuming you've got voiceover on or talkback on, I guess, if you're using Android, you'd be able to navigate the system, move around, activate items, that kind of thing. It's just it's just essentially like having a a keyboard. It is. Um, so you can, um, like you said, navigate, you know, you can use the the left and right arrows on the player uh, to move, you know, from one item to the other as if you're doing a, you know, flick left or flick right. Um, pressing the OK key on the player is like, a, is like a double tap to, you know, to activate an item. You can, if you hold the OK key, that's a double tap and hold. Oh, okay. Uh, there are keys to... Um, 
to change the rotor. So if you want to change, like on an iOS device, if you want to change the rotor, the rotor you can use the star and uh, and pound or hash keys to uh, to do that. And then once you do that, up and down arrow will actually change that rotor setting. So um, and it's different. There's different modes. There's navigation mode. There's text entry mode. Um, where you can, you know, switch it into T9 or numbers or whatever. And then there are, uh, there's a web browsing mode, which I haven't used uh, yet, uh, but there is, there is a web browsing mode as well. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> right. So it's, it's kind of, although it's giving you the functions of a keyboard, it's actually a lot more than what a keyboard can do. It's much more layered than that. It is. And I mean, it's, it's, it's actually emulating a keyboard to the iPhone. So it's, it's as if you plug a, um, a Bluetooth keyboard, you know, connect a Bluetooth keyboard to your phone. Because uh, if you do that, then you have all sorts of voiceover commands, right, that you can, mm. you can do from the keyboard. So it's it's essentially emulating uh, emulating that. But instead of keyboard uh, shortcuts, it's, it's physical buttons that have been programmed to do certain things. Yes. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and it does pass the audio. Like, you have the option to pass the audio from your phone to the player. So, for example, when you, when you connect... Um, if you've got it set that way, the, your voiceover audio will actually start coming out of the player instead of your instead of your phone. See that I, I did read about this, and I I also read that you could use it like a phone as well. Is that right? Um, certainly not yet, um, and that's something we should probably talk about at some point. Um, there's there's things that are not working yet as I think they probably should. Um, Dare I say the firmware might have been rushed out a little bit? Okay. Um, so uh, there are there are some functions that eh, aren't quite behaving as they should. I don't know if it's if it's eventually going to act as a as a phone audio device. I can tell you right now it doesn't work. I, tr- I tried it. I mean, um, we know it's possible because I remember the Revo keyboard is the Revo two. I think is the one that can do that, which is very similar. It's very similar actually in a lot of ways the Revo, but obviously. This is the Revo keyboard with bells on, you know, because obviously it has all the other functionality, right? So exactly, you've got the you've got the ability to, with the Revo to use it almost like a phone as well, because there's a microphone in there, a little speaker right. at the top. So it's like you you've got a tactile device. I thought you could do the same with this. That's interesting. Maybe that's something coming later, or maybe not at all. But I just, certainly, the good news is you can get the audio out of your phone. So is is that? I mean, what's the audio quality like on this then? Because if you're transferring your phone, because your phone's got a decent speaker in it, um, how does it compare to, you know, if you connect it up to the, the sense player? It's really good. I mean, it's using Bluetooth audio, which is, um, you know, is never fantastic. Um, but it's, the speakers on this thing are, are quite good. Uh, there, are t- there are two speakers, one at each end. Uh, so you get, you do get stereo sound, you know, for what that's worth. I mean, mm. they're not, you know, it's not super high fidelity, you know, separated audio but but it is there are two speakers and it's it's loud uh it, it can go quite loud I and mean, i have not tried the new victor stream uh because i know they've got new speakers in that but i suspect this is probably better audio than the uh than the stream three well, stereo isn't it that's the that's the big difference i think yeah of the two i mean i haven't i haven't looked at the the, the specs actually for the speaker on the victory but that's interesting um Okay, let's let's go back a little bit because I have to say I know a lot. Of, I, I'm very interested in the Sense Connect feature, and Sean, who uh, is not here with us at the moment, but you know, Sean would be at this point asking me, "Why do you care about this?" Uh, and I do care about it because you know, first off, I I know what the Victor Reader can do, and the Sense Player to an extent can do the same thing. But what I'm getting from this and what you're saying is that this thing is very multi-layered because you've got that base of ability to you know listen to audiobooks, take notes, listen to podcasts, internet radio, all those things. But then you have this other layer, which is essentially the ability to connect to other devices. And then in the future, another layer, which will give you another a screen reader on there, which you can then navigate Android apps. I mean, okay, my mind is blown. Yeah, and that's and that's really, like I said before, that's, that's why I bought it, um, is because the, um, you know, because of, of what they're what they're planning to do with it. Um, like I said, it's, it's got some quirks right now. Um, I think the, 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 you know, the, 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 and it's all, none of the, none of it that I can see is hardware issues. I think there's just some, there's some odd firmware bugs that, that I'm waiting for them to fix, but I, I have no doubt they will fix them. Um, so, 
um, yeah, no, it's it's it really is a quite a quite an impressive uh, little device. It it does cost more than the Victor Stream. I think mm. I think the I don't remember what the Victor Stream price is. It five fifty. Um, this well, the price did go up for the new version. That's for sure. Are you did. talking Canadian? Because of course that's another thing. No, the prices that I'm seeing are American because okay. we don't have the, we don't have the stream. I don't think they've released it in Canada yet. They released it in the U.S. first. Um, so this, I believe, is six fifty American if you want the nano CR version, and then it's seven ah, seven fifty or seven ninety five something like that if you want the if you want the OCR version. I did not buy the OCR version. I was going to um, ask you that. Yeah, did you did you go down that I, route? I just couldn't justify it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I do OCR, I do everything on my phone with OCR. Um, so I just, I couldn't really justify the extra cost, uh, of it. Um, but, uh, so yes, so yeah. So uh, you've got it there. I do. Can you turn it on for us and let's, let's hear it. I absolutely can. Uh, global options. Hang on a sec. Bio manager. Okay, are you hearing that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Nice voice. Okay. Yeah. So this is um right now it's using Vocalizer Ava. And so I should say that the uh it does allow you to install pretty much the whole range of vocalizer voices. So it came with Samantha. Um, but then you you can just once you've got it hooked up to your Wi-Fi, you can go under there's a in the menu, there's something called voice installer, and you can go in there and pick whichever whatever voices you want. Um so that's that's Ava that I'm running right now. I was thinking it was Ava, but I thought I, I don't want to say that because I'll look like an idiot if it's not. not right. <laughs> <laughs> it did sound a bit like Ava, and I thought surely that's not Ava running on that. That's that's brilliant. I didn't realize it vocalizer voices on there, yeah. uh, and like you say, you've got even more options than that as a result of having vocalizer. So that's brilliant. Um, and, and in terms of okay, so let's go through the. I mean, we, let, I, I mean, I know everyone wants to hear a full demo of this whole thing, and we, we'll. we'll obviously ask you to do as much as you can with this, but, you know, talk us through the, the sort of menu structure and how you navigate around this thing, if you can. Sure. So um, maybe what I'll do, um, do we have time to just give a quick description of, of the course. player? Of course, yeah, um, yeah. That might, might be helpful. So, um, you know, it's so it's about the size. Uh, let's see if I compare it to, I've got an iPhone 12 Pro. Uh, so if I compare it to, to that, um, I don't know, maybe... T- Two thirds the size, something like that of a, of, a, of my of my phone. So on the very top of the very top of the unit on the front face is the one of the speakers. Below that, you've got four buttons that are used for um, the first one is a button to flip between applications. Second one is Wi-Fi. Third one is Bluetooth. Fourth one is Smart Connect. Um, below that, you've got um, your numeric. Uh, sorry, your um, your directional pad, so up, up, down, left, right arrows with a, a round button in the center, which is your OK button. Uh, surrounding that, uh, you know, directional keys, you've got a cancel key. Sorry, you've got a home key on the upper left, which, which just goes back to your main menu. Uh, you've got a menu key on your upper right. Uh, lower left is cancel and lower right is delete. So if you're deleting, um, you know, entries. And then below that, you've got your keypad. So your standard telephone keypad um, uh, with a dot on the five. And that's that's the front face. Um, uh, left side, you've got buttons for recording and then volume up, down, plus a button that will cycle between your, uh, you know, uh, volume, speed, pitch, settings like that. Um, right side is uh, power on off and then a lock switch. Um Oh, also on the left side, you've got a micro SD slot. So it, it does take micro SD cards. Uh, they say, I think they say in the in the documentation, it'll take anything up to a, two, a 256 gig card. Um, so, and it's also got 40 gigs, uh, 40 gigs uh, ish of internal storage. So you actually don't even need an SD card if you don't want one. Uh, you can you can store a lot of stuff, you know, in the unit itself. Yeah, that's pretty uh, decent. It is, and it and it does connect with USB C. Oh, that's uh, so, good. so on the bottom, there's a, a USB-C port and a, uh, and headphone jack. And I also should say it does have a removable battery because I know one of the things that people aren't liking uh, necessarily about the stream, some, mm-hmm. some aren't, 
uh, is the is the fact the battery is is integrated and this this battery is removable. Oh, that's interesting. Now that USB C is that for charging and data? If you wanted to connect it to a computer. Yes, um, and also for accessories. Uh, as I understand it, that's coming. Uh, I haven't. I don't have any USB accessories right now. Oh, I love but, accessories. Yeah, but I think you can plug in uh, like a USB mic, for example, and and use it. Use like an external mic. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm going to end up having to buy one of these now. This is just terrible, Jason. I'm going to have to spend money on this now. You're selling it to me, right? Okay. Uh, that and and in terms of the feel, because I I've said this a few times on the show, but every time I've picked up a Hims product. There's a quality to it that I just always get, a feeling of quality. Are you getting that from this? It's it's solid. Um, my one complaint, and I had this same complaint about the BookSense as well, it's very slippery. Um, mm. So if you put it on a table, I'm, I'm always afraid that it's going to fly off. Um, what I've known some people to do, I guess there's some uh, adhesive silicone that you can buy that you can cut to size and then like just stick it on the back of the battery cover just to – you know, give it a little bit more grip. Um, there is a case, or there will be a case, as I understand it, uh, you know, from executive products. They don't have one yet, um, but I'm, you know, I'll buy a case when there is one. Uh, but as of right now, there's not, and it doesn't come with one either. Okay, that's interesting. All right. Yeah. I, I, did, I, did, I did read about one uh, an accessory to a point, but you can actually buy with this, the Sense Player OCR, you can also get a stand as well, which is kind of cool. Okay. Um, I, d- I didn't really understand what that meant, but my understanding is that it kind of puts it in a position where you could put something like a book under it, and then you could navigate. You know, through, you'd scan the book and, and and use that. So that that's one accessory. But yes, more accessories are good, and a case would make a lot of sense if it's quite a slippery device. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so you've got the that. The, okay, so that's the the layout of it. That's how yeah. it looks and feels. Um, let, let's talk about the actual navigation and operation of it. Sure. So um, I'm on, I'm in the main menu right now. I should be. Media player. Yeah. File manager. Okay. So file managers at the top, I'm just going to arrow it down. Media player. Daisy player. Document reader. FM radio. Web radio. Podcasts. Library services pull down. Utilities pull down. Settings pull down. File manager. Okay, we're back around to file manager. So those are the main um, items in the main menu. If I had the OCR version, um, OCR would be in there. Uh, but because I don't, that's why you don't you don't see it there. Um, it's, quite, it's quite snappy as well. It is. And actually, so by default, it has a little, and the, the stream does this too, and it's one of the first things I turn off, is there's a little click when you press a key before it speaks. And I usually turn that off because I... You know, it does speed things up a little bit. If it doesn't, you know, if it doesn't have to click for each key, I find it speeds things up just a little bit. But no, it is it is quite snappy. Um, so let's see. So I can, yeah. So each of these functions, I can just arrow to it. If you know the number of the thing you want, you can just type the number on the keypad uh, to get, you know, to get to it. Oh, that's good. Um, it does have a key describer, so you can, if you hold down the center, the the OK key. Um, it does go into a key describer where, you know, when you press keys, it tells you what they do, uh, which is useful. Okay. Um, let's see. So I we can go um, – I can – what would be helpful to show? I can – we can do media player. I can show the, some of the Smart Connect stuff. Um, well, I definitely want to know about the Smart Connect, but I'd like to hear it read a book or, you know, kind of get a sense of what it sounds like through the speaker. Yeah. I know it's, sure. it's always hard to tell on the radio, right? But it is. But we can. We'll, we'll give it a shot. So let me go. I'm going to go into. Go are you Are you impressed by the audio? I am. It actually is quite good. Um, I tend to use headphones with it most, hmm. um, but it, the audio really is quite good. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to go into. Let's do uh, Let's do Daisy Player because I've got some stuff from CNIB Library on here. Our, our Sila. Um, it doesn't support MLS yet. And actually, if you go onto their website and pre-order one, you actually have to acknowledge that you won't yell at them if you get it and it doesn't support MLS. Um, <laughs> That'd they're, be a they're... great tick box. Please don't shout at us. You'll pro- <laughs> you will not shout at us if you buy this tick box, unticked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's essentially what it says. It's, 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 uh, I had, uh, when, I, when I bought it, they didn't have that 
there yet. So I actually had to send them an email and say, I'm okay that it doesn't have NLS. Um, what I'm sending an email not to shout at you. Right, exactly. So, so, um, so NLS is coming, I guess, in the summer is what they're saying. Um, it'll just be a firmware update. So, all right. So let's go into Daisy Player. Media Player. Daisy Player. Daisy Player. Midnight. That's just the name of the book. It's loading. Still circling through moonlight roads in shadow. Woman saw two regressives spread across the street. He was on Paddock Lane at the southern end of town. And of course, it all depends on the quality of the book as well, right? So yeah. that's the other side of the coin with that. I mean, again, you're probably, I don't know. I, I quite like using my Victor Reader for books out just from the speaker. It's not the best speaker in the world, but it's 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 just reading. So it's not like I'm listening to music. I wouldn't obviously sit and listen to music on it. It's not that kind of speaker, but... Yeah, no, I would say for, for audiobooks, for audiobooks, it's 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 actually really good. Yeah. Um, you know, like you said, I don't think I'd be listening to music on it necessarily. I'm, although you certainly can, um, it's because it supports a, a, a zillion different um, different file formats. Um, but no, for reading for reading books, I'd, I'd be perfectly happy using the internal speakers. Um, and you can adjust. What's one thing that's kind of neat is you can adjust app volume independently of the speech volume. So you can have the oh. book volume quieter than the speech or the you know book louder than the speech, however you want to do it. Um, you can uh, you can adjust that. Okay, so let's talk about Sense Connect because this is interesting. I want to see how that works. Sure, so... Smart Connect. So you're choosing Smart Connect on the Sense player. Yeah. And... JFI phone is connected. Oh, okay. Okay, so it just takes, just takes a second. Now this, I do have it set to transfer audio, um, so we should now. There we go. And that's so coming cool. through your sense player. So that's the voiceover speaking from your sense player. Correct. So let me. Volume. 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 Just, I'm just turning up the volume a bit. Metal sound. Shortcuts. Freeform. Sonos. Flip folder. Four apps. Castro. So as as I'm as I'm moving through, I'm just hitting the right arrow, and it's uh, it's cycling through you know my my phone. If I want to look at items on the rotor, so actually I'm going to slow this down a bit. So if I hit the pound key, Rails portrait, words, speaking rate, sixty eight percent, and then I'm going to press the down arrow, sixty three percent, fifty eight percent, fifty three percent. There we go. So. The, that was just adjusting the uh, – so I, I turned the rotor to speaking rate, and then I was able to hit the down arrow. How many um, people struggle with the rotor, right? I, I know, right? That This is where this would be brilliant for people who would struggle with that. Because, I mean, mm -hmm. there you go. You've got access to a rotor button. Yep, it's just star, star turns it left and uh, hash turns it right. Wow. Yep. That's it. So, all right, so let's go – like let's, let's go, for example, into – Let's go to my phone app. Office folder. Doc. Phone. One new item. Okay. Uh, I just cheated there. I, I went to it on my. Uh, I just touched it on my uh, on my touch screen. But... Selected. Phone. All. Button. Okay. One of two. I'm going to go to keypad. Tab Contact keypad. Tab. Four of five. Okay. So now that I'm in keypad, I'm going to press the menu key on the sense player, which should cycle me between the different input modes. Web browsing mode. Text input mode. So text input mode. Now I'm going to press pound, which will cycle between the different text modes. So symbols, numbers, uppercase letters, lowercase letters, symbols, numbers. So now I'm on numbers. In theory, this should work. So I'm just going to do four, four, one, six. Six. See, so as I as I'm typing in the numbers, it's actually keying them to my phone. I don't yeah. know if you can hear. I don't know if you can hear the um, the touch uh, the touch tones there. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But but uh, yeah. So I mean, that's that's essentially how that works. And so if you if I were to make a call uh, now, like what happens right now is if I were to make a call, it actually I don't get audio from anywhere. So I, I lose I lose audio from the phone. And I lose audio from the sense player. Oh, so what I what I've done when I've wanted to use phone is I just turn off the um, routing of the audio to the sense player. Um, like I said, it's probably a bug. Um, so 
I just you know set it so that it, the audio comes out of my phone, and then I you know everything works as it as it should. Now you mentioned as well this this new layer essentially, which is coming soon. I mean, you know, with the ability there to connect to your device to be able to navigate through your iPhone, you could do anything there, right? You could go into Netflix, you could watch a show on there, you could you know check your emails, you could potentially, if you wanted to, send a text with that T9 keyboard if you wanted to. But you've got options. Um, what does this new functionality that they're talking about, bringing over this screen reader that's in the BrailleSense 6, what does that actually add? So if um, what, it, what it will do, um, and again, you know, we don't have this yet, so I can't, you know, I can't speak to it you know, um, super, you know, <laughs> intelligibly, but what it will do is, is it's essentially going to let you load Android apps onto the phone. So right now, if I want to watch Netflix, right, I have to pair it to my phone and then I have to bring up Netflix on the phone and, and you know, start up the, the show or whatever. Hmm. This would actually let you put the Netflix, the put the Android Netflix app on the phone, sorry, on the um, Sense Player and then access it directly, right? So you don't have to pair it to your phone. It's just right there. Um, so you, you would go into the app on the Sense Player and then just browse around and find the show you want to watch and hit play and off you go. So you could, you know, you don't have to be connected to your phone necessarily. And how do you feel about that? Because, I mean, I, I, I guess it's an, uh, it's another option, right? I mean, you've got your phone sitting there anyway, but... I guess the benefit is it just makes it a little bit easier to navigate because you're using the app interface. It does. And I mean, we'll see how they do it. Like, like I'm thinking of apps like audible, for example, um, mm. cause, th- cause this device doesn't have native audible support. And I, I don't know if they're going to add it. Like they might just assume, you know, you load the audible app and then you can just do whatever you want. Um, and as I, I think from what I heard from them is it's not going to be connected to the Google Play Store. So you will have to, I think what they're, what they're possibly planning to do is give you kind of a curated list of, of Android apps that maybe work well that you can download from the HIMSS website. I, I don't know for sure. Um, but I, susp- I suspect that's what they might do. And that um, gets them around, I mean, you, you, you say Audible, but of course that gets them around the Audible problem. Right, right. But this exactly. is this is only going to work at home, or if you use, say, a personal hotspot on the move, right? Because it doesn't have four G capability in it, does it? It doesn't. So, um, so you could, you know, wherever you have access to Wi Fi, or with you know, with Audible, this is an example. Um, Audible lets you download books, right? Like you don't have to you don't have to stream them. Mm. Um, you can you can download them to the device. And yeah, that's of, true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, because the device has you know four forty gigs of memory in it. Um, you know, you can hold quite a bit in there. So, in summary, are you happy with your purchase? I am. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm. I'm. There's some firmware issues that I'm a little frustrated with right now, but but it's it's one of those things where uh, I, I I fully expect them to fix them. Um, just as an example, there's a there's an issue in that I'm finding in Daisy Playback where when you try to skip by time a lot of times it just doesn't work. Like you'll, you'll skip by time and it'll go to the beginning of the chapter. Um, the other thing that I've seen is um, where you will, let's say you, let's say you're playing an MP, like a, an audiobook That's a bunch of MP3s, which I have a lot of. Mm. Um, it doesn't jumping by time. Doesn't take into account file boundaries. So if you, if you've got a file that's, you know, chapters that are five minutes long and you want to jump, 30 minutes forward in the book, it won't work because it's, it's only going on a per file basis. Yeah. So again, it's, this is all stuff that, you know, I, I know they know about and I fully expect them to fix it. Um, but I think, um, you know, we're just, we're early days. This is version one of the product and I, I didn't buy it expecting it to be perfect. Um, you know, it's just, so yeah, and I'm very, I'm very happy with it. Well, listen, it's been really interesting having you on, Jason. Thank you for taking the time. I know you got reached out on email, and I really appreciate that to come on and, and tell us all about this because a lot of people, you know, they don't get the chance to get hands-on with these things before they buy. And so just getting, a, a you know, a user perspective, you know, the company, we, we really want to get him on the show to talk about this and, and talk about this product and its roadmap. But, you know, essentially people always end up feeling like they're being sold something, whereas you know, you're coming on here with an honest view. 
And right. I think that's going to really help a lot of people make their decisions. I must admit, I'm intrigued by this. I am really intrigued by this device. This is one where I think I'd be interested in. And if it's if it's if it's a fight between this and the Victor Reader, I don't know. I think this is uh, this is looking like a winner at the moment. But I, I haven't I, I had my hands on the third gen yet, so I don't know. Yeah, and I, I think so too. Um, I just there's something about the Victor interface that I've never really. I don't know. I just, like, for example, when I'm navigating through files on this, I'm actually navigating through files and folders, like up and down arrow through, mm. you know, through folders. And you can press the right arrow to go into a folder. It, it, it looks and acts very much like, I've, like I'm used to on a, you know, Windows or Mac or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I've always found the Victor interface to be a little clunky for me. Um, but that's just a personal, you know, that's just personal opinion. But um no, I'm really happy with it, and I think you. I think you can get this in the UK now. I think I can't remember who sells it, but I believe they are available in the UK now. Yeah, you're right. You can. It's it's not it's not. Out, I don't think until the end of the month, or at least they're not shipping till then. But you can get it from Sight and Sound Technology in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, really interesting product, and um, yeah, it's, it's funny because I mean there have been, as you see, these products out before, similar products out before, but. Um, Hims isn't really a company, especially in the UK, it hasn't been a company that I think a lot of people have talked about as much. Whereas now with this, people are really talking about Hims. I, mm. I think most people have always seen it as the product, the, the place where you get really high-end Braille displays. Um, yeah, Braille displays, note takers, yeah. stuff like that, yeah. You know, this is this is maybe a newer area for them, even though they've, they've had versions, like we say before. The OCR one does appeal to me, I have to say. I think that, that appeals, but... Again, it just if nothing else, just to try it, I'd like to know how it, how it behaves, how it performs compared to my smartphone. Because, you know, the smartphone is the Swiss Army knife, and it does everything. Right. But this thing, you know, having it in your pocket, and it's always the same. You know, when you need to do something in a hurry, the smartphone's not the best for that because you're you know, flailing around sometimes trying to get an app open to do what you want to do. And good luck getting Siri to open an app properly. <sighs> Yeah, exactly. The, you know, and honestly, the reason I bought these players is I, you know, if I'm laying in bed and half asleep, I want buttons, right? Yes. I don't want to unlock my phone and I, you know, swipe around. If I mean, I, I'm perfectly capable of doing it, but just having a, a, an interface like this with just, you know, I can just hit the button to you know, stop it, which is which is really useful. Um, so no, I think this is a, I think this is a great product. Jason, thank you so much for coming on. No problem. And don't forget to send us your feedback if you want to comment on what you've heard today on the show, especially if you want to comment on the Hymns Sense Player. Maybe you've bought one as well and you want to share your experience. We'd love to hear about it. Give us a call. one 803 4567 is our number to call. You can leave us a voicemail or you can email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. We'll be back tomorrow for the weekend edition and we'll join you then. Sean is back with us. We're talking all about keyboards. That's on tomorrow's show. Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-tv every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.